Biologists will speak of the three Fs, primal forces locked in the DNA of every living animal that compels it to survive. What are the three Fs? Food, fighting, and <laughs> reproduction. There are those amongst us that find one of the Fs more driving than the other two. There was one man, though, a somewhat mysterious medical oddity whose entire life was the pursuit of food. The other Fs be damned. Y'all listening to Old Timey Crimey, crimes from the golden age of yesteryear. Now, here's your hosts, Christy and Scott. Hey, it's Old Timey Crimey. I'm Christy. I'm Scott. And I'm special guest Amber. Yay! Special guest Amber's here! Yay! We are very, very excited for Amber to be here for this long-awaited episode. We have been asked by multiple people, several of them within the same family, but also some outside of it, to do this particular subject. So Amber, of course, is going to be here for it. Yeah, I think my daughter was one of the first to suggest it, so I am required uh, to, to be here. Yes, yes, she, she really was, but she's underage, so we can't, uh, can't have her here. Two more years, two more years. Two more yeah. years, yeah. Oh my God, she's right? that old? Right? Jesus. Oh, jeez, yeah. I can, I can remember uh, walking the hospital uh, halls with Amber, both of us clutching our sides, <laughs> Her in labor, me with a kidney stone. Oh, my God. Yeah, we were labor twins. Yeah. I gave birth before him, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then not to be outdone, she had kidney stones while she was in labor. Oh, my God. Torture. That much pain, you can't tell the difference anymore. Mm. <laughs> Everything just blends together in this fun amalgam of screaming. <laughs> How's your week been, bud? Um, I have a bald disc, probably, so that's fun. But uh, I'm on steroids, and uh, it's, it's, it's starting to feel better. So really, like, it's, it's been a rough couple of days, but I am bouncing back. So, yeah, in school, I, I had to go and teach today. It was the second day of the semester, or my second class of semester. It was kind of brutal, but I was like, I can't cancel. So I'm like, not not this early. I got to save my cancellations for later because there's weather and it's Johnstown. So I'm like, all right, does anybody want to come and raise the board for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, some of my students are very game and willing to help out. So they came up and raised the board enthusiastically. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so how about you? How's your week going? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm still dealing with the seasonal pain, just the, the weather, but I'm dealing with it. Um, I'm honestly thinking about going out for my medical marijuana card hmm. uh, just to help with the seasonal pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet that'll really help. Yeah. And apparently the local Galleria is actually doing... I'm not surprised. Yeah. Is like doing a medical marijuana thing. Oh, okay. So, I really hope they play on the speakers uh, Garfunkel and Oates' weed card song. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that would be outstanding. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that? How about your week, bud? What's new? Um, I do have a special request, actually, for Christy. Oh. Um, the next time that you have to get steroids, please borrow Beast's Hulk costume. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> I will, I will. I did have Jackson pick them up, so we probably would have Jackson doing it. But I might end up, it depends on how uh, out, of, out, out of commission I am, whether or not I can actually get in the car and drive to the pharmacy or Fair. not. Yesterday I was in no shape to do that. Even just, just the getting in the car part was really hard. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I tried to... I haven't worked out in a while, and I haven't I haven't worked out heavy like I used to in a long time because I did split my abdomen open. Mm -hmm. I have diastasis recti now, so my abdominals are actually going down the you sides. You kind of sound like a dinosaur. I now. <laughs> Some butt dinosaur, diastasis recti. Um, but I decided, okay, 
you know what? A little bit of exercise, it'll make you feel better. I, I did a little bit of walking, and I thought, oh, I'm going to hit the exercise bike. I'll do half an hour on the exercise bike. You're going to feel great. And I get on the exercise bike, and I give one pump, and I get my knee up to a certain height, and I went, oh, Jesus Christ, I have made a mistake. <laughs> And it just uh, the pain just and it was all I could do to get it, my leg back down to the normal oh. position. It was like nope, nope. We're t- I'll go take another walk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't exercise. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, I don't because my back has betrayed me. <laughs> so, well, speaking of being in bodily discomfort. Oh my God! This poor son of a bitch. Now, are we pronouncing it? Terare, Terar, do we know how it's supposed to be pronounced? From I am going by Terare. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Right. So the reason I'm going by Terare, and I I looked this up. I found this in one reference. One reference that the poor man's farts, and you're gonna understand this later on, the for, poor man's farts were so loud they sounded like bombs going off. So that song, uh that uh that Tarare Boomdie, Tarare oh, Boomdie okay. is supposedly about him. I call bullshit mm-hmm. on that. I do not think that song is about him, but if it's enough to make somebody who's writing an article think it's about him, Tarare it is. Sure, yeah. You you told me that on Tuesday, and ever since then, that song's been in my head. Same here! Alternating with other ones, as the, the radio in my head usually does, and it's usually songs I don't want in yeah. my head. So yeah, now, now it's, it's going to begin anew for both of us, yeah, <laughs> and then probably Amber. Welcome no, to actually, the earworm. No, world. opposite, because I, I believe that Tarare, they can't even prove that that was his real name, so they could have oh, yeah. named yeah. this person after the song. That's hey, true. There, yeah, it could be. That yeah. is true. Vice versa. Yeah, because Terari seemed to be more like a show name, possibly. So. But he was also he was also in shows, so yeah. it could yeah. go either way. Could so, be a stripper name. Who, who the hell is Terare? Yes, he was born in 1772, somewhere around in like the outskirts of Lyon, which is actually, I mean, all of France is known for its cuisine, but Lyon is like one of the like gastronomic capitals of France. One of, but oh my gosh, I have had some amazing food in Lyon. And uh, that's where that's where Jackson had uh, Sabot Day, which he just ordered off the menu. He's very, very um, daring with food. He just looked at it. He didn't know what it meant. He was just like that. Okay, that's a word. I'll try that. Sabot Day. And uh, it, I tried a little bit, and it was amazing. It was delicious. And it wasn't until we got back to the hotel, and we were on Wi-Fi, we Googled it, and he goes, oh, it's head and tongue of pig. And I promptly started gagging. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, they, but uh, honestly, all the food that I had in Lyon was incredible. So there's a lot about food here, but some of it's not very incredible. If you are eating, you may want to put that aside for a little while. If you're on your lunch break, uh, you have been warned. So he always had an insatiable appetite. This man was, he was the hungry man. (laughs) He was the hungry man. Um, He had, they call it either hyperphagia or polyphagia, which is basically, it just doesn't go away no matter what you eat. So I I think the polyphagia thing it's a good start, but I don't feel like it, it does it justice because with polyphagia, yes, you're always hungry, but you put on weight. Yeah, there's got to be other causes, and, and we have right. some, some medical stuff that we can get into eventually. But yeah, I agree with you that that, that can't be the only cause. There's got to be, and, and, and it can't be the only issue at play here. There's got to be some other factors, maybe, you know, some comorbidity. Even. Right. Yeah. Because this guy. As a teenager, as a child, he had a big appetite, but as a teenager, he could eat one quarter of a cow 
an entire cow a day. Now we're not talking, oh, the beef of one quarter of a cow. We're talking the skin, the bones, the organs, the meat. And in case you're curious, did I interrupt? Do you want no, to? No, no, go okay. right ahead. Um, uh, a, a belted Galloway beef cattle weighs between 1,700 and 2,300 pounds. A quarter of that, doing the math for you, would be between 425 pounds and 575 pounds. That is one snack for this dude. Now here's, here's something that I think the internet is beautiful for. I now know how many calories are in an entire cow. Yeah. 1.1 million calories, Holy meaning shit. this guy a day was putting away a quarter of a million plus calories. Mm -hmm. The dude weighed about 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. He was just 100 pounds. That's not even counting butter. That's just if he's eating it raw. Exactly. Which he very well may have been. Um, he did. He was I feel not like his picky. mom would have tried to cook it at least for a while. <laughs> yeah, for a while until until they kicked him out because they couldn't afford to feed him, and this was in his teen years. Now, description of him since we started with the weight, he's about a hundred pounds. Um, average height. Uh, he was always really hot and sweaty, and uh, his jaw could open to four inches, which I meant to bring a ruler in and I neglected to. But I mean, I can. I think I probably get to about three and a half. I think. A a folded dollar bill is three and a half inches. I don't have a dollar bill either. So, <laughs> but it's probably probably about yeah big. Yeah. yeah, I might even be slightly larger. But he had very like thin lips, almost no lips, um, and uh, his his stomach, the skin just sagged when he hadn't eaten to the extent that he could actually tie the folds like a belt, throw them over your shoulder. But if you're out in the ocean and you're without a sail, it makes for a convenient <laughs> sail. If only he'd been a sailor. He probably just would have eaten all the other sailors. Absolutely. Um, so it happens. There's a shark on board. Just throw Terraria in. <laughs> So he also had very um, drooping cheeks and was able to, like, stretchy skin, was able to really stuff the food in. He smelled so bad, no one could be near him for, like, 20 paces. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in, like, France in the 1700s, so everybody smells bad. I want to go back to the cheeks, because Tarare could hold 12 eggs or apples in his mouth at once. Mm -hmm. And that's um, unbelievable. Like, I don't mean unbelievable as in I can't believe it. I kind of can't believe it. But at the same time, it's just like, whoa. Like, yeah. you try to imagine that. And it's just, you just see somebody with, like, a huge, lumpy mouth going out, like, way, like, six inches on either side. Um, right. You know, maybe they could be small apples, like crab apples. Well, that's something I wanted to talk about. Because food has changed a lot in 300 years. If you look back, just just from uh, from breeding... Apples used to be about the size of eggs. There you go. Okay. But through breeding, they have expanded. If you want a great, great, uh, two great uh, examples of this, check out number one, watermelons. If you look in old paintings of watermelons, they're mostly rind. And they have little tiny circles of red in there. Hmm. But through breeding... Boom, you have these these luscious, meaty melons. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but the banana. The banana is... We're going from bananas to... Or melons to bananas? That's right. <laughs> Shocking jump. I know, yeah. I know. The banana is not a naturally occurring fruit. 
It is a hybrid of two different fruits, both called a musa. Uh, one branch of this musa fruit is uh, has a very tasty flesh, but unfortunately, it's so filled with seeds that it's in- unedible. The other one is very bitter. If you mix them together, boom, you have your banana. And yeah, there's we're, we can get into all sorts of different things, but the Cavendish and the Gross Mikel banana, mm. that's another show for another time. Well, I feel like I've read somewhere, and I don't know for sure if this is true, but I feel like I've read somewhere that you know that banana flavoring that we think of as artificial, mm-hmm. um, that that was actually how bananas used to taste. Yes, that is the Gross Mikel banana. Okay, as all right. long as we're getting so I, into I, it. I got into it. <laughs> exactly. As long as we're getting into it, the banana flavoring that you have in banana popsicles, uh, the banana flavoring that you have like banana flavored candy in banana Twinkies that is gross McKell flavoring and the gross McKell the Big Mike uh, does taste very much like that unfortunately Big Mike bananas uh, there was a disease called Panamanian leaf rot and that that gross McKell is very susceptible to it so now the banana we have is called the Cavendish banana mm-hmm. and now the Cavendish banana is also becoming susceptible to this rot oh, so boy. we are in a desperate bid to get the most popular fruit in the world to ca- stop it from becoming extinct we're trying to create a fruit because that's something like only one out of three to 800 seeds and bananas actually able to grow from mm-hmm. another one. It's it's kind of a kind of a jump. I love bananas so much. I pulled all that about bananas out of my fucking head. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Moving on from bananas. Well, it was very fascinating, Scott. Thank, Thank you, you very much. The the weird sex life of the banana. <laughs> I think we've actually talked more about bananas than terrare. We'll, we'll, we're going to change <laughs> yeah. that. We'll, we'll, we'll delve back into terrare. I mentioned that he smelled so bad no one could be near him. And that smell was actually visible. He had a vapor. Like, who's that Charlie Brown character? Pigpen. Pigpen, yes. I wanted to say Woodstock for some reason. He's like Pigpen, probably because Woodstock had to be really smelly as well. Oh, you damn well bet. You damn well bet. Lots of sweaty hippies. You know, whenever the mud is there to keep people clean, it's it's pretty bad. And and covered. How many bananas can Scott fit in his mouth? Uh, I'm thinking two or three. (laughs) At the same time? At the same time. Anyhow, um, and <laughs> following just went up. So that vapor uh, increased when he was full, or as full as he could actually get. And his cheeks and eyes would get all red. He would get all sleepy and lethargic. And before you say, well, we're going to delve into some pretty gnarly stuff that this dude ate. And you're going to say he was crazy, but psychologically. He seemed pretty sane. He just seemed like a normal dude. Not really that bright, not very introspective, but just a dude. He was pretty timid and apathetic, but just a guy. He was just a guy who could unhinge his jaw like a snake. And, you know, just as we said, you know, put a dozen apples in his cheeks. Um, So, yeah, just it, it was really it wasn't as far as we know, any sort of mental illness driving him to do this. As far as we know, right. Knowledge of mental illness in the 1700s was uh, we're well aware, not that advanced. I mean, Freud hadn't even come around to throw a bunch of, you know, it's all about your mother and penises stuff at us. So um, Freud hadn't come around to throw penises at us. (laughs) Sometimes a banana is just a banana. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, well done. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, um, that is Tarare for you. Now, let's not forget, that food has to come out. Yes, it does. It It, does, and it is not pretty. It is not. The, uh, 
the the term that was thrown around in a lot of the medical journals that I read was massive chronic fetid diarrhea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not delicious. Mm-hmm. Not great. I meant at the top of the hour to tell my mom just to turn off the podcast. <laughs> Completely forgot. So if you haven't already, mom, just don't listen to this one. I'm telling you. It gets worse. It, it gets worse. Much worse. <laughs> that should be another song. Like, uh, like sources very wildly. It, it gets, gets worse. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we mentioned that he was kicked out of his home when he was a teenager he, for a while, he would uh, he would beg and steal to try to get food and fill up, and then eventually he became kind of a, a traveling showman. You would call it a quote unquote freak show, maybe, or you know, like there were. It also could potentially be you have these shows that are basically just a distraction for for thieves to go around. You know, like oh look at this, this the guy who can pour a bushel of apples down his throat, and meanwhile they're picking pockets, and you know then s- splitting the loot afterwards. It, it's at this point though, people now that more people are around him, they start to see not really mental deficiencies, not really signs of mental illness, but just little tiny things in his personality. Uh, he's apathetic. Yeah. He yeah. does not give a shit about anything or anyone. Uh, and he doesn't seem to have ideas of his own. He he never comes up with, oh, this is this is something we can do. Here's, here's a, an idea we can implement. And he doesn't have any... Force, and we're not talking like the Star Wars stuff. It's not like his midichlorian count is really, really low. He just doesn't <clears throat> doesn't have any desire to really do anything outside of eating. Yeah, like I said, he's timid. He's yeah. just he's not really, you know, that's uh, he's, he's not one to have a lot of initiative. And really, if you have so much drive to eat. Kind of your 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 pool of give a fucks would be a little empty otherwise yeah. because you're you're focused on one solitary goal and what do you care about other stuff? But he did end up going to Paris and he had a solo act there for a little while. And uh, at one point, we'll pause for twitch. <laughs> you just said he gave a ton of shit, Scott. <laughs> I did. <laughs> at one point. Okay, I'll try it again. At one point during this solo act, he actually collapsed while performing, and the audience members had to take him to the Hotel du Hospital, which, by the way, was founded in 1651. It's the oldest hospital in Paris, and it's the oldest hospital still operating worldwide, which is pretty damn impressive. 651. I didn't say 1651. I might have by accident, but if I did, I didn't mean it. 651. Founded by by a fucking saint. Yeah. yeah. Saint Landry. I mean, you've, you've... found a hospital that's going to last that long, you got to be a saint. Exactly. So, yeah, this he, and of course, had an intestinal obstruction. Anybody else could see that coming a mile away. They gave him some laxatives, and then he said to the surgeon, he's like, okay, well, you know, like, I can pay you in talent, in trade. This is this is what artists and performers do a lot. I am uh, friends and, and do some work for a photographer, and he will frequently come back from shows with different unique art items. And basically, he'll give away, uh, a, you know, a canvas, and they'll give him some sculpture or, you know, piece of art. He gave me, actually, for my birthday one year, a raw silk shirt that he had gotten in trade. So, so yeah, this is something that he did. So he's, he's going to, you know, he, this is all he has is he has his performance and he says, okay, you know, doctor, I will give you a little show. I'll, I'll eat your pocket watch. And the surgeon's like, well, yeah, sure. But, um, I'm a surgeon. So what I do is I cut people open. So if you swallow my pocket watch in return, I want to cut you open and get it back. And Terrari is like, mm, I'm going to bill me. Just bill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the sick bastard in me wants to see 
whenever the laxative hit. Oh God! Oh, you no. that is a sick bastard yeah. thing. <laughs> I want to hear like the the rush of the diarrhea. I want to hear like some live animal exit his ass, like a chicken clucking and like metal clanging <laughs> against the walls, and and like you were like a fucking hubcap just kind of spin like shit. Terrare cars ain't even gonna be invented for another two hundred years. I feel like they would have sent him out of town to do that. So they could bomb whatever it was that he where he exploded. <laughs> there needs to be. Remember, there were children's games. Like, why it, did you jump to children's games? You'll see what I mean. <laughs> there were children's games. Like, there was like the plastic monster, and you'd pull stuff out of his gut before the hand would snap down on you. There needs to be a Terrare children's game. Let's see if we can pull the kitty cat out of Terrare's gut before he eats us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, the kitty cat. <laughs> Well, getting into that, let's talk about what he ate. Uh, he loved uh, serpents. He, he would eat snakes. He would bite the head off a live eel, then eat it whole without even chewing. See, now this confuses me, because I thought that eel blood was poisonous. Probably depends on the type of eel. It might be one of those situations. I'm just speculating there. Rampant speculation, but yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, I, 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 it could be one of those things where, like, you know, some frogs are poisonous, but some aren't, and it, it, I don't know. We could Google it. I know that poison dart frogs are only poisonous because of the insects that they eat. Uh, if you have a pet poison dart frog, they are completely non-toxic just because they don't have the chance to eat the insects that makes them toxic. It might have been something. Honestly, let's face it. If I ate stones, corks, and a live animal, I would fucking die. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. There might be something going on with his metabolism that the poison just speeds through without a chance to to even act. Or it might have made him made him a little bit sick, but it's just like, oh, it didn't agree with me. Well, it's fucking poison, Terrari. It just was. It was only in your system for an hour. But it was just. Also, his usual. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okay, that's fair. So yeah. here's a couple of things from uh, from Google. Uh, Wikipedia tells us that eel blood is poisonous to humans, but you can cook it, which takes the uh, toxic protein out, and also the digestive process can help destroy the toxic protein. And with somebody whose digestion is on fucking overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. This man is okay. digestion personified. And and. Um, Boston.com says a, a very small amount of eel blood is enough to kill a person. Uh, the blood contains a toxic protein that cramps muscles, including the most important one, the heart. But if it's cramping muscle, I mean, he didn't, spoiler alert, he didn't live super long. No. So, you know, he very well could have. I'm shocked he lived as long as he did. Yeah, really. <laughs> he, he made it surprisingly long for somebody who lived this kind of lifestyle. So, yes, he, he loved serpents. He loved eels. He once... Scott, do you want to do the cat? Is Amber, do you want to do the cat? Somebody else want to do the cat? I'll do, do the cat. cat. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, Terare gets fed cats and puppies. Live. Live. Convention. So he would start by taking a bite out of the live cat's abdomen. The cat would scream. He would then rip it in half, hold the cat's halves up, drink the blood... And then he would choke each half down and then vomit back up the the, the fur, fur and, the bones. and the bones as if he were some fucking giant owl. 
I made a huge mistake in asking you to do that because your research was so much more detailed. <laughs> uh, you dug really deep into that, and I just kind of glossed over it. And uh, really, I, I know that you would have filled in the gaps anyhow, so it wouldn't have mattered. But at the same time, you saw me. If if you would, if anybody was here live watching us, I was covering my face because I was like, "What did I just do? Why did I just do that?" Also, not a great episode for animal lovers. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Unless you're Peta. So, um, yeah, he would eat the cats and dogs, and dogs and cats would run just hissing and howling away from him. They kind of sensed, like, oh, this guy's They dangerous. fucking knew. Yeah, well, they And they knew. could also smell him much sooner than a person could. Also probably that. <laughs> so he did join uh, up in the army. When the French Revolutionary War started in 1789, he would basically um, just trade chores for other men's rations. Um uh, I will have to say, okay, I, I never did any of the things that he did. But as a kid, when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, I had, I was just a tiny, skinny little thing. And people were amazed at the appetite I had. I could eat, we never had leftovers in my house because I ate them all. I would eat everybody else's leftovers at lunch. I mean, I can really kind of sympathize with Terraria. I don't, it would never drive me to do the things that he did, but I was hungry all the time. I could put down, at one point in high school, I put down two Big Macs, three large fries, and two supersized Cokes. Me. <laughs> like today, today, today I had some onion rings. Today I had a donut. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have, oh, I had uh, two whole grain waffles uh, with sugar-free maple syrup. And I know that today, just that, I'm going to put on weight. Because I went over 1,800 calories. Mm -hmm. I am going to put on weight today. I, I don't know what it is about my metabolism. You can you can choke all that down. Be fine. Well, I could. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. That but, was also, I had the benefit of youth on my side. Yeah. And my metabolism was incredible. And I miss it so. I, uh, Personally, I substitute dinner for rum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he went on to be uh, in the war. And he... Uh, the War of the First Coalition. Yes, yes. And we, we think about the French Revolutionary War and we just think about it being, you know, the the idea of, you know, taking down the monarchy. But other countries were watching and seeing this weakness and were ready to pray. So it wasn't just France. There were yeah. other others involved, including, as we're going to get to, Prussia. It was practically all of Europe... Versus France, because they want all some of that Frenchy goodness. Exactly. Everybody does. Everybody wants some of that Frenchy goodness. And here's the thing. Here's the really surprising thing. France wins. Yeah. You do not hear that very often. <laughs> so, Terrare, during this time, he would, you know, in addition to trading chores for food, he would forage in dunghills, which, yes, I looked it up just to make sure, and yes, they are exactly what they sound like. Still, despite all this... He ended up with with famine and, and with exhaustion. He ended up at a military hospital at Soltz. They gave him quadruple rations. He was eating scraps, trash, food that other patients wouldn't eat or food that he got to before they did. He fucking <laughs> he ate stole the food. poultices from the pharmacist. That's basically, guys, poultices, if you're not aware, bandages. He ate bandages. Um, and uh, they ran a bunch of tests on him, and this was, running the tests were uh, in charge of this Baron Percy and Dr. Corville, and they were determined to get to the bottom of this. Dr. Corville decided to test Tarare's capacity I was, for food. I was, gonna, I was wondering if you were going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Tarare ate in one sitting. Oh, yes. Two large meat pies, 
several plates of just fucking grease and salt. Four gallons of milk, and then that fucker slept. He woke up and then ate a fucking live cat. He, he, as we said before, he vomited back up the fur and skin, and the hospital went, went, Jesus Christ, do it again. And they start feeding him snakes, lizards, uh, what the fuck, puppies. And Baron Percy, once again, the, 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 the quote before, Baron Percy said, the dogs and cats fled in terror at his aspect as if they had anticipated the kind of fate he was preparing for them. I, I would actually like to, to interject real fast, because in Scott's notes, when he has a list of all the food, it also says, Jesus! <laughs> Exclamation point. And I was really like, he ate Jesus? <laughs> uh, you know, communion. <laughs> and uh, just to, to give a, a little bit of perspective to that, that big bunch of food, real food, not the, the eels and the puppies and everything that you mentioned earlier, that was a meal that would have fed 15 workmen. So guys with nice big appetites, that was enough for them. And he gobbled that all down. He would eat the butcher shop castoffs that they would normally give to the dogs. And then I have in my notes and then probably ate the dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most yeah. likely. Um, so, and just to put a, put a final uh, note on this, I have another quote from Dr. Percy. Let a person imagine all that domestic or wild animals, the most filthy and ravenous, are capable of devouring, and they more, may form some idea of the appetite as well as the wants of Terare. Jesus Christ. It was literally everything, including a box. Yep. <laughs> That's what one General Alexander de Beauharnais, I have no idea if Jesus I pronounced that right. Christ, France. Yeah, I get know. a clue. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay, I get it. We have all the letters in the alphabet. We don't need to use them all at the same time. Exactly. So they, this general had Terare swallow a wooden box that had a piece of paper inside. Terare passed the box the next day. And when I say passed, you know what I mean. They open the box, paper's still in there, it's intact, the message is still legible. So they're like, <laughs> Some right. soldier crying with shit-covered <laughs> like, shit shit hands. hands. Yeah. Like, what did you have to do to get that job? All right, get the shit box and clean it up. <laughs> oh, man. See, and here's, once again, here is my fucking morbid curiosity. So much is said about Terare's mouth and his stomach, no one yeah, talks about his butthole. No one talks about It was probably just like his mouth. Like uh. you could fit 12 apples in there. Like, I'm picturing Goatsy times three. Uh. And Christy's ready to puke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the feeling that if Terari really focused and maybe practiced, it would take him a week until he'd be able to turn himself inside out completely. <laughs> I mean, if you could pass a wooden box, and I'm sure the thing had to be at least like four I inches mean, by six inches. I mean, it I, I'm been picturing like a, a big box, like just because this this general seems like kind of a dick, so he's probably like make him swallow the whole box. It's like the size of a book. Like, <laughs> it'll be funny. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. Right? I mean, if I were a general, I'd probably do that. Like this guy's a freak. Let's see what he can do. I, <laughs> you absolutely would. I like nobody make this woman a general. I like to think this is like the second attempt. They tried to pass a larger box and he couldn't do it. So now Terari has to jam everything up his ass first to see if it'll fit before he swallows it. <laughs> you two together and this topic are a terrifying combination. So they decided we can use this, particularly 
rare and unexpected talent, question mark, I would say. And they dressed him up as a Prussian peasant, sent him over enemy lines with a box that he had already swallowed, so it's just hanging out in his digestive system. Along with the 30 pounds of raw bull lungs and liver that they gave him as a reward for swallowing the box. Yeah, <laughs> which he ate raw immediately. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody watching was just like, uh, I did not sign up for this. It was right in front of all the generals. He yeah. ate it just all down. I just picture like, like the fucking bull intestines, him slurping it down like a giant spaghetti noodle. <laughs> and there is a message inside that box that was meant for a French colonel who'd been taken prisoner by the Prussians. Now, he's captured pretty quickly outside Landau, and there's a couple of very valid reasons for this quick capture. You a, don't make this guy a spy, number one. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> smells horrible, so he's going to draw attention. He's also probably still eating everything inside. He probably is just randomly gobbling up a couple of stray cats here and there. He's going to again catch attention, and B, or C, or D at this point, he couldn't speak any German. What the hell are they thinking? Why? Why, why would you? Why? Again, this general sounds like kind of a dick. <laughs> and an, an idiot. <laughs> I want to see, like, the James Bond intro, but with Terrare. <laughs> like, him just walking out, just kind of hunched over and hungry. And then just, instead of, like, him turning and shooting, just the last thing that, like, you see is the mouth coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Very cinematic. Exactly. So they want to find out what his deal is. So they strip search him, they whip him, they tortured him basically until he spilled his guts. <laughs> but metaphorically first, eventually literally. Mm -hmm. um, he told them about the box. They say it took about 24 hours for, for him to crack. Oh God. <laughs> They're just too many. They're accidental all the way. I know. And uh, so they basically grabbed some chains and they were like, okay, where's the nearest latrine? Let's tie him up and just uh, hang out and wait, you know? Now here's... Everybody <laughs> wait for the show. <laughs> here's where things vary wildly. Yes. Yeah. Sources very wildly. Either he passes the box... And they opened it up, and they went, ha ha, fooled you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> or what I hope actually happened, because I'm a sick fuck, Terrari passes the box and goes, I'm a good little spy, and he eats it again. Yeah, I saw I saw both accounts as well, and I was very confused yeah, by I that. But I did see both accounts. Yeah. But even if he ate it a second time, they did eventually get the box. <laughs> yeah, my take is both happened, essentially, but only, like, one little bit got actually documented in various sources. So, you know, he passed the box. He managed to find it before they could because he's probably, you know, pretty practiced at this point and swallows it again. Well, let's not think about what that thing is covered in. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, I'm about to gag right now, right on air. It's going to be awesome. Terrari, don't give My a gag fuck. reflex is about to kick in any, any second now. And um, so, oh, this is the episode where I puke. Okay. I mean, I'm not surprised, but uh, I'm surprised it took this long, honestly. <laughs> So, okay, so yeah, I like to think that both of those things happened. He found the box, swallowed it again, and then they were, then they were on to him. And they were like, okay, we're going to get the box immediately this time. And so they, they took care of that. So that's my personal take. I don't know about you guys. I agree. I think that's probably the most likely scenario. I would be stunned if it only went two times around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, the Prussian general, General Zoigli, was... Who's why, had, not Zoigli? why not Zoigli? Why not Zoigli? Better hope he doesn't come into contact with any robots. 
Honestly, I swear to God, history is so much more fun whenever you can put Futurama characters in. It really is. We've had this once or twice where we've managed to squeeze it in. Yeah, yeah. It is fun. Um, Last week it was fucking Wario. For some reason, Wario just... Popped in everywhere. I mean, Any- it happens. Every anybody with a mustache was Wario. Yeah, well, we had lots of Germans with mustaches. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Zoigli was kind of uh, whatever the message that the little like test message that it was, uh, just to see if this could happen. It pissed him off good, and so he was actually going to hang. Terare, and then it seems like he either you know took pity on him or whatever. Terare was so pathetic that he just let him go with just a you know a light flogging, as one does. So uh, he gets back, back not necessarily home, but back to the hospital, which I guess is home now. And he at this point is like, I am so abnormal. Please fix me. Please fix me. That's heartbreaking. It is. It really is heartbreaking. He's like, try whatever you need to do. You know I'll eat anything, so you can just give me anything and I won't be bothered. You know, give me wine vinegar. Give me opium. Give me tobacco pills. Give me soft boiled eggs. All at once, in a shake. Mix it in the blender. It'll taste great. Or horrible. It won't matter to me. Horrible diet. I'm fucking eating bull organs freely of my own will. He starts (laughs) eating dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's kind of sitting back going like, I wonder what the crime is here. I mean, it's been all horrible stuff and morally questionable. Oh, don't worry. There's a crime coming up. A probable crime. Probable well, crime. I mean, we've already had the eating of, of animals, which may have not necessarily been on the books back then, but we can now look at that as, as really, that's fucking animal mm-hmm. abuse. Especially eating them yes. live, yes. that is a horrific way for any animal to go. My heart, like, wrenches every time I think about it. It also wrenches when I think about the... Uh, the dead bodies? The dead bodies. That's pretty well. That's uh, It doesn't necessarily wrench so much as my my gut and my throat wrench but uh could you imagine though picking up your loved one to go bury them and be like where's his torso (laughs) we got this guy in the hospital um (laughs) how how to put this uh so you have a vacuum cleaner at home right now i want you to imagine like a shop vac with teeth and that's essentially what we've got and it's it's a high capacity shop vac with teeth that just happens to have a human brain attached to it so my question to you, as a, a person who's uh, who's dead relative... Jesus Christ, morning. he's behind you! <laughs> ah, it's all right! <laughs> that actually did kind of start Sorry. me a little bit. I'm kind of wondering if my heart rate jumped. It's a little high. <laughs> Bad Terrari! Bad! <laughs> Somewhere somebody is at the gym with their headphones on, just quitting the podcast right now. Actually, I hope they fell off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, you're Amber. Podcasters guilty of murder. <laughs> So, so yeah, like, yeah, that, that person was, you know, you, you, you tell them, like, oh, we need you to ID the body, but um, a lot of it's not there. Just a quick warning, just a heads up. Uh, <laughs> but here's so the thing. Funny today. Bloodletting was a common medical practice at this time. They would find Terari, like, perched on the floor underneath, like, he just moved the bucket to the side. <laughs> He's just drinking the blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, a, like, it's a fucking soft serve machine at Dairy Queen. Oh, God. Or a, and never want to eat ice cream again. <laughs> How about a meat hose? <laughs> Put the meat hose in the cup. <laughs> An amber classic. Mm-hmm. We need to, we need to, uh, for I have our not, listeners. I have not been back to Taco Bell since I yelled that. <laughs> Do you want to real quick tell the story? Um, I yell inappropriate things at drive through windows. And I wanted a $5 meal deal at Taco Bell, and uh, I tried to order it, and the lady kept trying to give me a drink. I didn't want a damn drink. 
And so eventually I yelled, put the meat hose in the cup. <laughs> and I don't go there anymore. <laughs> That's why I have to order Taco Bell for Amber all the time. Well, you know, it's on DoorDash now. So if I can't convince my husband to go get Taco Bell, then I can just order it online and pretend like I do not yell inappropriate things at strangers. <laughs> or they can come to your door and you can uh, yell at them from the comfort of your home. Yeah, but it's just better for me. All Show around. me yeah, your really. meat hose, yeah. delivery boy. <laughs> I'm going to start typing that into the comments. <laughs> Special request, meat hose. <laughs> So, uh, Terare did not have a meat hose, but what he may or may... <laughs> we don't know that for certain. We don't know that for certain, but the technology wasn't quite there, and if he had a meat hose, it wasn't Taco Bell. I think he was just a meat hose. He basically yeah. was. Yeah, he was a meat hose, and um, out of both ends. He had a... a uh, perhaps, maybe, nobody knows for sure, but there was a 14-month-old baby around the hospital that disappeared. I actually have a theory about this. Yeah, okay. I honestly believe Terare did it. I do, too. It just, it's just, it seems like there was no line. Right. You know, there was no line he wouldn't cross in his hunger, and we're also talking about a time of general famine as well, so, honestly, I don't think that that was a line he wouldn't cross. I, he would eat dead bodies. Who's to say he didn't? I mean, yes, we've seen kids can just disappear. You know, we have we have a couple different uh, articles about that. But uh, the kid never showed up again. The, the kid was in the hospital. So, obviously, there was something wrong. Mm -hmm. I think Tarare skulking around the hospital like some, some starving phantom of the opera. Yeah. And he goes into this kid's room. Memory. <laughs> and the Sorry. kid's dead. Oh, that's entirely possible, yeah. You know, and he's just there going, shame to let all this good meat go to waste and just... Oh, and that reminds me, now that I think about it, we were talking about what crime has he committed. Well... I wonder if in the 1700s there was any sort of desecration of corpses yeah, laws yeah. on the books because I think eating them qualifies. So yeah, I mean it's not it's not the worst crime you commit. It's pretty gross and it's you know it's it's not murder, but he he still may have. He I, I still wouldn't put it past him to eat the kid alive. Honestly. I think I think that episode three of Star Wars would have been more entertaining that instead of Anakin killing the young Jedi Padawans, it was just Tarare. <laughs> They're surrounding us, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, they missed out on an opportunity there. So this 14-month-old baby disappears, and they have no proof, really. They don't have any proof, so we can say that much. Um, but they still kicked him out because they were like, mm, come on. Yeah, we, kn we know you did it, dude. Yeah. Just get out. Get out. So I don't have anything until four years later. Same here. It's okay. like Jesus' missing years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I feel like probably, probably much more, gruesome. more people than anybody thought. I like, think you're probably right, honestly. Like I said, he, there was no line. There was no boundary too far. Yeah, and there was not a lot of forensics back then either. So when he goes missing for four years... Yeah, and people could go missing very easily, and it wasn't necessarily, you know, a huge deal. Like you said, there was no forensics. There wasn't the, the body identification that we have, and there might not be much left to identify anyhow. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is damn near relinquishing your humanity. I mean, we are super rampant, rampant speculation here. We yeah. are like, we are far beyond rampant speculation and we're into like the, the death metal of rampant speculation. Like, rampant speculation! No, not, <laughs> there were a few, there were a few websites I went to that, honest to God, it was so rampant, like the speculation was so fucking rampant 
that I went, no. <laughs> just, agreed, agreed, yeah. yeah. There was one website I went to, I wish I would have wrote it down, but the theory was that Terrare was a changeling, meaning uh-huh. that a fairy replaced replaced one of their young with Terrari whenever he was a baby, and the Terrari was actually an aged elf that, that went senile whoever, and just started eating. Whoever came up with this theory is missing the fact that that's how they explained things like this back then. Mm-hmm. That's not how we explain things like this now. That's ridiculous. I wish it was, though. It would be, it would explain so many Flutters! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, about four years later, we, there's just a, a long blank spot except for a fork. That's all we've got. Um, we've got Percy again, Baron Percy. He's summoned to a hospital in Versailles uh, where supposedly Terraria was wasting away because about two years previously, he'd swallowed a golden fork and it had gotten stuck. It was not the fork. It was tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And he died in 1798 at just 26 years old, but also, as we said earlier, s- older than he probably should have lived considering his, his lifestyle. Yeah. Um, a quote regarding his death, he died of a purulent diarrhea, all his intestines and peritoneum being in a separating condition. You just heard all those words in together. In he pooped himself out. Yeah. And had TB, too. That doesn't yeah. help. Uh, so tuberculosis, uh, they say that his entrails, when they tried to examine his insides, when they tried to do an autopsy of sorts, were confounded together and putrefied. Like this happened or had already happened, maybe, you know, it was it was already in, in progress when he was dying. So that putrefied being decayed, yeah. essentially. I find it interesting, Terrare rots incredibly quickly. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like the said, hunger I... is still there and it's eating the body. Or like I said, I think it was happening already. Yeah, I think it was happening happening before he died. You know, like he was already rotting from the inside, and just everything combined, it did not help him. You know, prolong his life in any way. And um, yeah, his liver was huge; it was also rotting. His stomach was covered in ulcers. Not surprising there. And it was so big, it took up almost his whole abdomen. I mean, that is big. And they said you could, like, if you pried his jaws apart, you could look down into his throat which was massive, mm-hmm. and see all the way into his stomach where there was a live cat mewing to be let out. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> 26, I have accomplished so little in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Monsieur Tessier uh, was the chief surgeon, and he was going to do the post-mortem, to, and they, of course, really wanted to find out what the deal was with Terraria, but he actually couldn't complete it because the stench was so damn horrid. He couldn't even be in the room. They basically were just like, oh, medical marvel, let's find out. Oh, God, no. Oh, I can't even be in the room here. Oh, my God. Somebody, somebody get an air freshener. <laughs> there is... There is a product called Liquid Ass. Oh, God. Yes, I've heard of. You've heard of Liquid Ass? Mm-hmm. Do you know who one of the biggest buyers of Liquid Ass is? Asshole teenagers. The military. Oh. Because they use it to train military surgeons. Whenever you cut a body open, you are not prepared for the smell. So they actually pour Liquid Ass into like the fake body parts so that whenever you cut into them, the stench hits you. Oh, my God. That is... I just, we do weird shit. We do. We do such weird shit. So, speaking of weird shit, do we believe this weird shit or not? Is the question. Now, 
a lot of our information, not all of it, but a lot of it comes straight from, from Percy. Dr. Percy was considered the father of military surgeons. This is not some guy just off the street, okay? This guy was very known and celebrated and honored in his day. He was the chief surgeon to the French army. He was a university professor. He invented the ambulance trolley, the cork ball. I didn't look that up because I'm suffering this week and I'm not at <laughs> my full no speed. Idea what that is. It's something related to medicine and somewhere my sibling is yelling at her radio and yeah, I would have told you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm too tired to even text my back hearts. Um, and a surgical quiver, which is basically like, you know, an archer has a quiver full of arrows. Well, replace those arrows with surgeon's tools. So you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Maybe I'd love to even fling them across the room at people. Of course you would. Scalpel. Loading your crossbow in. I'm going to open the son of a bitch's stomach up at 40 feet. <laughs> but this did make surgeons much more ambulatory on the, the battlefield. It made them, you know, they, they, they could actually like do things on the battlefield rather than having to wait for people to be dragged back or, you know, and they could actually like wander from patient to patient with the same tools, which granted probably not great for infection, but they didn't know much about that back then. So that wasn't a bother. So, but this guy, he had so many awards and honors that just as an aside, his name is on the 10th column of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. I mean, you got to be a serious dude to get that kind of an yeah. honor. So it's not like our sources. It's not like with, um, oh, what's the cannibal family that we did? Sonny Bean. Sonny Bean. We do it in a, a, a show and then I immediately forget everything. I think on purpose. It makes um, room for the next one. Exactly. And then I can never remember. I'm like, what did we do that thing on? Yeah. So Sonny Bean, it's not like Sonny Bean where all we have are really legends and rumors. We have a legit guy whose name is on the freaking Arc de Triomphe. It happens. Tarare. I'm 100% convinced it happened. And doc these articles that Dr. Percy published were in The Study of Medicine, Popular Physiology, The London Medical and Physical Journal. I mean, I know you all have these on your shelf. <laughs> they're sitting on your coffee table right now. But in all seriousness, these were serious medical journals, and they're taking his, his word for it. And I, I really do think that at least as, if we look at just him as a primary source, I think we can at least take that. Not only that, medical one-offs happen all the time. Yeah. There is a man in India uh, right now who cannot be electrocuted. Mm -hmm. He absolutely cannot be electrocuted. Oh, I knew a guy like that. I knew a guy like that. I was at a graduation party I with him. I want to test it. Uh, we, oh, we tested it, yeah. Because what, what we would do is there was an electric fence on this. It was in this rural mm -hmm. property and but what they, they would do is they would, Pee you on know, it. No, no. We, well, I'm sure they did that, yeah. But we would all gather on the property for parties and they would close up the gates and turn on the electric fence so nobody could leave drunk. You know, you're stuck mm -hmm. there now. So in some worlds, that could be very terrifying, but we were all friendly and it was fine. So um, this guy would grab on the electric fence and then everybody would grab his hands. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't feel anything, but you, through this chain of people, you could see the jolt going from person to person. Nothing on him. This guy, he... Uh... And there is a, it's a Stan Lee Superhumans was the name of the TV show. This guy, he broke up with a girlfriend. He was depressed. He tried to kill himself. He couldn't electrocute himself. But he found a good career as an electrician. He absolutely found a good career as the most badass electrician. <laughs> no PPE required. We got this. <laughs> he would actually pass so much current through himself that he would go blind because it would interrupt the electrical current in his optic nerve. Oh my god. And he still would not die. Wow. So medical one-offs happen mm -hmm. all the time. If the genetics line up just right, 
No you, sweat glands. You get like yeah, no sweat glands. Uh, I have a uh, I have a friend whose <laughs> wife uh, has no tear ducts. Um, you know it. It's not that's not quite as uh yeah. You ate your twin. I ate my twin. Apparently, I have multiple, different colored eyebrows, and yeah, yeah next it, week's no. old timey crime is on Christy eating her twin. I'm not alone in this. <laughs> this is not necessarily a medical one-off. Um, if it's when you're a fetus, is it a crime? <laughs> yeah. It depends on who you ask. And it wasn't eating, it was absorption. And I don't even, nobody even knows that that actually happened. I don't think that actually happened. I think my mom would have known if she was having twins. You eat a fetus, it's fine. I do it and I get public service. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, I mean, I'm actually part of a a Facebook group that somebody started up about, it's called Freaky Brows. The Ripley's article that I read about this, I was like, oh, they actually consult a doctor. Um, well, let's now we're to the grain of salt mm-hmm. portion because it was um, and no no shade at this dude, but his name is Doctor Don Moore. He's a chiropractor <laughs> and also quote certified in science based nutrition. Although there was really no specificity as to by whom or what governing body, none of that. He did throw some theories out there, and I saw some theories in other places. So, do you want to talk theories? Let's do theories. Okay, so modern medical stuff. Some possibilities are that he could have had an enlarged hypothalamus. Um, basically, one of the, two of the things that the hypothalamus does are regulate temperature and send you the hunger signals. So we heard that he was hot and sweaty all the time, and obviously he was hungry. So that could be a possibility. But still, that wouldn't account for the weight staying off. Well, you get potentially maybe acting in concert with the, or, you know, just in a in random addition to the enlarged hypothalamus, hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. Hyperthyroidism, you have that increased appetite, but your, your thyroid is working overtime, and so you don't keep the, you don't really gain weight very much. So yeah. that's a possibility. That is, that would have to be one of the, well, uh, I mean, yeah, it would be the most extreme hyperthyroid case ever. But if this dude's like chowing down a quarter of a million calories. Yeah, yeah. Some of those calories um, are from raw meat. What do you get from raw meat? Tapeworms. Tapeworms, hookworms, roundworms, all kinds of super fun parasites. You think the doctors would have seen that, though? In... They could barely get in him. <laughs> but, I mean, do you think they would have seen that during the expulsion of stuff. Possibly, because, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. that, yeah. that could. I, but I don't know that they actually really looked at it when he shit all of his intestines out. They're like, this is... I would think they would. Like, <laughs> I, I imagine I imagine whenever the fucking box came out and somebody... I, I'm sure a military... Well, there was... Yeah, it was in a military hospital. Uh, if the, the box would have come out, like, what the fuck are these white dots? Oh, they're fucking tapeworm eggs. That's yeah, a good... okay. Military hospital... I doubt it. French, I mean, French military hospital. Eh. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even sterilize their tools. You think they're really looking that closely at somebody's shit? Amber's ex-military. <laughs> <laughs> um, the eating of everything, you know, many some things that weren't even technically food items. Some people say that could have been uh, pica caused by... Uh, Iron deficiency, anemia, malnutrition. If you don't know what pica is or pica, I think it's pronounced differently. Um, But uh, basically, you crave, you you, you strongly desire things that aren't food. You want to eat dirt. You want to eat ice, paint chips, hair, paper, yeah. My uh, one of my siblings, when uh, when they were pregnant, I don't know why I'm using non-gender <laughs> specific pronouns for that. Um, but welcome uh, to political correctness, Bill. <laughs> I know. I just. 
I, I try to be vague about my siblings generally. Um, so, uh, but obviously she was pregnant and uh, it was the summer uh, after I think my junior year or no, I think that would have been summer after sophomore year. And I had my mom had just gotten me a blender. And it was all about having margaritas that summer. I wanted to have margaritas. I would make ice. We didn't have like an ice maker in the fridge. I would have to actually put the ice con- you know, container in the fridge. And she had such bad pica that she would always come straight to the freezer, grab the ice, and just start chowing down on it. I and can, I, I never speak. made a margarita that summer I because speak I could never keep the ice long enough. My last pregnancy with Max, all I wanted was ice. And I actually bought a countertop ice machine to make ice. And I wrecked it within a year because I had it on constantly. And it was never full. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the, so Pika, a possibility. The sheets... On Scalp Avenue. Best ice ever. Yes. <laughs> right? Right. Right. So weird and random. It is. It's the best. It's like the tiny little, like, squares. It's like little Perfect. squares of ice, and they have air bubbles through it, so whenever you bite in, it kind of crumbles in your mouth. Yeah, so it doesn't, like, break your teeth, because, like, I have a couple of those from the ice chewing mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's the good ice. The best ice ever. Welcome to the Ice Podcast with Christy Scott and special guest Amber. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, it could have been Pika could have been in addition to everything. It wouldn't. It would have caused him to crave sort of you know weird stuff. It wouldn't have necessarily caused the insatiable hunger. I think. Uh, I think uh, another possibility is, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Prader Willi syndrome. Prader. Prater Willy, Prater Willy. This, this one I didn't even find. Can we go with Prater Willy just because it sounds fun? Sure, Prater Willy it is. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like something a five year old calls us dick. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I want that one. <laughs> so it, uh, it starts generally in childhood, although when, when people who have Prater Willy, when they're infants, they generally actually have a harder time feeding. But then once they hit childhood, they it goes the it boomerangs all the way to the other side. They they well, are insatiable. His parents kept him until he was a teenager, so it could have started out with him not eating a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it does lead. It gives you this insatiable appetite and leads to chronic overeating, hyperphagia. Um, so some interesting things about the uh, these. None of these are really mentioned. I think we can probably rule this out just because I not definitively we would have to do a more exhaustive review of like say Dr. Percy's literature but none of these are mentioned um people with Prader Willi syndrome typically have mild to moderate intellectual impairment they have learning disabilities they have behavioral prom- problems temper outbursts compulsive behavior like skin picking I amber <laughs> pickers unite <laughs> Oh, pick, pick, pick at that scalp. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I think my only compulsive behavior is eating and Transformers. You pick at your ear. Oh, that's right. You're another Whatever. picker. Yeah, high five. God <laughs> damn Wait, we need to do a three-way high five. <laughs> now everybody. <laughs> that's the worst three-way I've ever had. Oh, no, it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they, they have, uh, they tend to have, people who have the syndrome tend to have distinctive facial features. Um, almond-shaped eyes, a triangular mouth, which we have heard a lot about his mouth. Nobody mentioned triangular. Uh, they tend to be short. We've heard that he was average-sized. A narrow forehead, not really the case with what we, you know, with him. Their hands and feet are small. None of these things are necessarily mentioned, and that's a whole list of symptoms that I think would be defining factors. So I think we can probably rule that out. Now, well, honestly, you just mentioned, like, you just described CeeLo Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the hyperthyroidism... 
I really think we might have a potential clue there. Like you said, it would be really extreme and there would probably maybe be a couple other, you know, issues factoring in. But hyperthyroidism, another symptom, hair loss. Terare was noted for having lost a surprising amount of hair for his young age. And really? it was it was tended to, they said it was really like kind of thin and he didn't have a whole lot of it. And that is a hyper, hyperthyroidism thing. Um, so yeah, and then also your, your thyroid is also part of regulating your temperature. So that could, you know, if you, I think it's, is it, I think it's hypothyroidism, you're cold a lot and hyperthyroidism, you're hot, but I could be wrong. I feel like that's correct. But I feel like it's right. Um, cause I know somebody with hypothyroidism and they're cold frequently. So, um, but yeah, that one person is my entire medical knowledge. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Christie's anecdotal knowledge. What disease causes people to visibly state as if they're in a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of cartoons were actually based on Terrari stories, like seeing the stench, the giant frog mouth, like, it could I'm thinking that a lot of this is some exaggeration. I mean, yeah. was his skin really so saggy he could tie it around and make a belt? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think we're going to... We're certainly... Uh, us three not medical professionals are not going to definitively solve the case of was Terrare real and what did he have? But I think that we can put a... Definitely, maybe, on was Terrare real? Possibly exaggerated, but real. And uh, here's some other possibilities. Think what you want mm -hmm. with the the ideas of what he had. And hey, if you have any ideas, come at us. Let us know. We want to hear them. So, and you'll, we'll give all of our social media stuff. At, well, hey, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Reddit as Old Timey Crimey. And you can also email us at oldtimeycrimey at gmail.com if you're not the social media type. So do let us know if you have any theories. We are eager to hear. Or any of the theories we've talked about. It, you know what your idea is, what you like. So medical professionals, please. Absolutely, let us know. yes, medical love. professionals. I want to hear from you. So uh, there was um, just a little footnote. I think that's pretty much all we have, except there was a another similar case right around that time. Uh, Charles Domery. It was not as extreme, but Charles Domery was born in 1778 in Poland. So that would be about six years after Terrare was born. He fought in the Prussian War against the French. And then he switched over to the French side for the food. <laughs> and it was, again, a case of the rations were not enough for him. You know, multiple rations weren't enough for him. And then he ended up getting caught by the British. And I don't know what happened after that because my back started hurting real bad. So <laughs> I kind of gave up. I was he didn't need him, anybody, so he's not worth my attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you really got to you gotta aim high to get into Christie's echelon of, of, of weird shit that I write down and then read on the air. So, so yeah, that's my Terrari stuff. Do we have any more? I think we're good. Stick a fork in this. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> a fork, though, not tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stick tuberculosis in this. We're done. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, what are we up to this weekend? Uh, were we doing... We're a, doing a board game night on Saturday. A board game night, yes. Mm -hmm. I actually have, I have Disney on Ice tomorrow. And then uh, board game night on Saturday, if you would like to join us. What time, Saturday? I, is, I don't fucking know. We're, we're, uh, it, it'll probably be in the evening. Yeah. I would so. assume. Yeah, I work till six, so sometime after that. Yeah, I work at eight. Oh. <laughs> You're not invited then. That's right. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, we're, we have board game night. Um, I, I'm just basically going to be uh, trying to, to catch up on stuff that I fell behind on while I was, like, immobile for the past couple of days. I'm probably doing a lot of exercises for my back so I can uh, hopefully avoid, like, surgery or anything like that. Mm. So, so, yeah, that's me. How about you? I am getting the part to repair my 3D printer tomorrow. Ooh. So that Yay. is that's going to go in. I'm looking forward to that. And my buddy May is getting the giant stitch that I got for her, the stitch doll. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing like hearing about that and getting pictures back from that. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. I yeah. love waiting for somebody to get a gift. Yeah. You know, that, that anticipation of, of their reaction is always fun. Right. And yeah. plus, she had a job interview today. So May, good luck to you at your new job interview. Fingers crossed. Hope everything goes great yeah. with it. Fingers crossed all around for May. Yes. Fingers yes. Crossed. Sending Yay. the good thoughts out of the universe. So, all right, that is our episode for this week. If you enjoyed this, pardon the saying, shit show, <laughs> um, please rate and review us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, follow us on whatever your, you know, your podcasting platform of choice is. Uh, you can otherwise support us uh, by going to our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash oldtimeycrimey, where you can be a flatfoot. You can be a gumshoe, or you can be a private dick. I was really, Stick it in me. I was really hoping Amber would join in, but she just seems like she's not on board. Nope, judging you. <laughs> so, yeah. And we have some bonuses there. There are our old tiny grimies that we've been doing. Uh, those are, are building up as extra content you can enjoy. We've had some really fun ones, some really crazy stuff that I'm honestly like disappointed that not too many people are, are getting to hear it just because I'm, I, I'm, there's a part of me that just wants to always release it to the public, but I, we do have to have, you know, something, you know, we, we pay money to do this, guys. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, you can do that. If you're not the long-term relationship type, if you're just not there in your life right now, if you're feeling like you maybe want to have a little fling, then uh, you can just leave us a buck or two or five or 20 on the nightstand using PayPal with our old timey crimey at Gmail address. Amber never listens to the end. I can tell this is the first time she's heard this. I always <laughs> sign off by now. <laughs> I already, already mentioned our social media, but also on our social media, you can find uh, there's a link tree, uh, basically pretty much everywhere on our social media where you can find a link to our Amazon wish list where you can buy us a book and basically determine our topic for a week. We will do a deep dive. We will go hardcore. And you heard our deep dive last week. What? Amber has an expression. There's just so many jokes. I'm, oh, I'm, too many? Too yeah, many? Yeah. Too many. It's, it's overflow? Yeah. So, so, yeah, we will. you can choose the topic. There's a nice long list there for you to choose from. Or if you have any suggestions, just send them to me and or send them to us at oldtimeycrimey at gmail.com. This I episode that you're listening to was a suggestion by several people. Several people, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't not. People wouldn't stop bothering me about it. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt says, if you want money on the nightstand, you're going to have to shed the clothes. And uh, Marcus has some weird obsession with barbers. So perhaps mm -hmm. you should buy a book on barbers. Jennifer? Okay, hold on. <laughs> he did go. it. He did it. There we go. I, I feel like you are obligated, <laughs> obligated mm -hmm. to send him money now. Absolutely. Yes. There it is. It happened. It's done. <laughs> Spend the rest of the show like this now. Go ahead. I should not be surprised that it's the episode where Amber is here. <laughs> Scott whips off his shirt. I'm only sad that I'm out of rum. <laughs> Let me put this back on before people get sick. <laughs> so, yes, that happened. <laughs> Amber, you are... It's the first. You yes. really should be on the Twitch. That's yeah. all I've got to say. You really should be on the you Twitch, You got a yes. thumbs up. 
Awesome. Nice. But sums are not money. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. I'll be your whore. (laughs) I can't pay for my hosting with thumbs. (laughs) Oh, this was so much fun, you guys. Oh, Oh, indeed. Yes. So, uh... And I'm trying to think, uh, Marcus's obsession with barbers should be fulfilled this week. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have uh, a barber showing up uh, in the episode that drops tomorrow. So yes, indeed. There you go. Some some barber action for, for Marcus, so you'll want to listen to that. So yeah, um, that is our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We had a great time. We really hope that you did, too. This has been Christy. Scott. And Amber at Old Timey Crimey, and we will see you next week. Bye! See ya. My sources this week are an article on All That's Interesting by Mark Oliver, an article on um, Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine by George M. Gold and Walter L. Pyle, found on Gutenberg, so that's an old one. The Journal of Foreign Medical Science and Literature, Volume 10. Erica Hirsch on Healthline.com. Chris Levin on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, the website Napoleon and Empire. The National Institutes of Health. The National Eating Disorder Association. Esther Inglis Arkel on Gizmodo. My sources for this week's episode are names.org, wikipedia.org, reddit.com slash r slash they did the monster math. <laughs> Vox.com, The 40 in Times, and, oddly enough, Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine by George Gould and Walter Pyle. There we go, Source Twins! We both read the book. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget the dash of lizard DNA to help the banana out. Oh, who said that? Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Who, who, uh, I am really glad no one is naked during this topic. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt says, I mean, I am. (laughs) <laughs> well <laughs> I am so I'm so curious who Jennifer Love Hewitt is I want to guess Beast I hope so I hope so I also hope she's naked <laughs> well, we send all nudes <laughs> I've often wondered Beast <laughs> and now you know why it's hard for us to interact during the podcast because the text is so small and it's all the I way over there. See, so I actually brought it up so I could see it because see, this is why I want her to be on as our producer. I've yeah, said really. this before. You can be our producer and help us respond to any actual legit questions, not why are you not naked? Um, well, and that I mean we have uh, we have five people watching. Holy hell. hello everyone! Five. <laughs> High five. <laughs>